Brett Phillips, thanks for joining us. Just heard from the Joker, 24 grand slams. That's nothing to be sneezing about, is it? Amazing performance. Yeah, it's phenomenal, uh, Pete. And look, what more can you say about uh, the man who's just continuing to break records, set new records? Uh, there's probably more records uh, to come. He, he looks in such you know, good shape. I mean, we keep asking the question of how long... He can keep uh, playing for. We can only go by the words coming out of his mouth that he, uh, you know, is, is feeling good physically. Uh, he still loves the sport. There's things he wants to achieve, and it'll keep him around for a little bit longer. I mean, who knows what the body will do in the next uh, couple of years? But you know, obviously, what a year to be in all four Grand Slam finals. Um, would love to have won uh, Wimbledon. That one probably still hurts a little bit. Uh, New York's been a tougher one for him to win. And of course, the last two years hasn't been allowed into the States, uh, but just too good, just simply uh, too good. Uh, as an athlete, he's, he's mental willpower and strength. I mean, I don't think we've seen any you know, better in the game. That uh, that second set today was an absolute lung buster and you know, went one of the longest sets he's played, went well over an hour and there were ebbs and flows, but Djokovic, geez, he played the big points uh, really well. I mean, we had, you know, 20, 30-shot uh, rallies between the pair, as you as you would expect at this level, between, you know, two of the, the best three tennis players in the world. But he always finds a way. Number one, he's a great front runner. So, you know, it was three love in a hurry, six three, first set done. Second set, Medvedev's working his way in, gets to a tie-break. He comes into that tiebreak with a 25-5 and five record this year. You back him in. I've seen him play easier tiebreaks. This one, he has to really fight, come from behind, goes two sets to love, and you think it's just about game over. And Medvedev breathed a little bit of life into the third set, getting a break. And instantly, in the next game, he was broken uh, straight back, and, and the game was on uh, Novak's uh, terms from there. It's just so hard to shift this guy around the tennis court and get the upper hand. So 24 um, you know, Margaret Court, of course, achieved that feat, what, 50 years ago in her last slam. And uh, I think magical number 25 awaits Novak coming back to Melbourne in January, a place where he's absolutely dominated. Serena Williams, 23. Steffi Graf, 22. Rafa, 22. And Roger, 20. And you look at Djokovic, he stands alone now, probably the best of his generation. And given the competition he faced, he sat at number three for a long, long time before, uh, behind Rafa and Roger. And now he stands proudly at number one. He's been there for a long time. In your eyes, probably the best of all time now? <laughs> look, I, I, yeah, the question, I mean, obviously, he's always going to continue to be asked until, he's, until the total three of them retire. Um, I, I suppose I'll just keep a consistent line that I've always said, and, and I think it's, it's it's totally subjective. I really believe it is subjective. And yes, you can argue the numbers, and the numbers are so compelling, and they're going to get better. So if that's what we're purely basing it on, I'm not here to you know tell uh, someone who believes he's the greatest of all time that he's not. And I'm a huge admirer of him as a tennis player, as an athlete. Uh, I, I you know it, it doesn't necessarily if I close my eyes and I've been bullish about Federer the whole time I've covered tennis as the best tennis player I've seen. It was just pure artistry and delight and poetry and emotion. Any other little phrase you want to use. Djokovic doesn't necessarily play that beautiful brand, but it's a brand that also does drag you in because you just go, how good is this guy? He's almost like superhuman in a way, uh, the way he moves on a tennis court. So I think uh, to me now, it's just like we're, we're, the more these numbers keep increasing, and if Rafa comes back for one step, we just go, what an era! What what an era of tennis that may never be replicated. Three, 
all in the same region of Grand Slams and records and what they've achieved. So it's probably hard to argue against it, uh, Pete, if we want to have a definitive greatest of all time. But I still think there's room for people to um, you know, go Rafa or go Roger as well. Brad Gilbert, let's uh, switch to the women's. Coco Goff, the teenager, winning her first Grand Slam at home in New York at the US Open. Brad Gilbert, I think, did it with Agassi. He did it with Roddick. And now he's done with the teenager prodigy there in America. He's a coaching genius, Brad. He's one of, been one of my favourites to listen to across the journey on ESPN. And great analyst, great strategist. Yes, uh, the bulk of Andre Agassi's titles came under Brad, who was a great player himself. You know, won 20 titles, got to world number four, semi-finals of a slam. And, and then, of course, yeah, guided Andy Roddick. Roddick was presenting Djokovic with a trophy today, 20 years on from winning in New York. And he hasn't really been in the coaching sphere for quite a while. And yeah, post-Wimbledon, when she lost first round to Sophia Kennan, she was not feeling that great about things, Coco. Uh, Brad's put into the team. And it's amazing when you just bring in that super coach, just to be part of the mix, is it the other coach as well, that just what they can add. And he said, look, I mean, the weakness of Coco, and everyone identified it, and that's why players would sort of pepper her forehand, is that's the weakest wing. And he said, well, I'm not going to fix that overnight. That's probably an off-season, pre-season thing where we can work on some technical stuff. But what I'm going to try and do now with Coco is just get her to set the court up and work on strategy and point construction, patterns. And I suppose it's it's ironical that, you know, she's gone 18 and (laughs) 1 since he came in and won a 500, won a 1,000 tournament and now won a Grand Slam. So... Yeah, you'd love to be a fly on the wall in all of that. And we do get to feel a bit more of the coaching input now with the coaches allowed to coach and the microphones pick up, you know, some of the interactions they have with the players. And I love that. I think it's a great aspect now of tennis. Some people don't. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, been a great partnership so far. And, look, she she's a star. She's going to be up in the top echelon for quite some time, mature beyond her years. And in saying that, look, Sabalinka, you know, on the other hand, I mean, she's, she's blown two semis this year mm. at the French and Wimbledon. And she's a set-up in the US Open final and makes 46 unforced errors. Her opponent makes 19. So she shot herself in the foot a bit. Marina's got to somehow get past all that. But she's been the best player this year. She's the world number one today. But that one would really hurt not being able to win another major for the year that she's had. I'll let you go. You've got the first serve coming up here on the SEN Network and a bit of a local flavour as well as you follow all the drama happening around Tennis West. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we'll have a chat to Mitchell Woodcock from the, the Western Australia in the latest there on uh, the situation with uh, the deposed CEO, Brett Patton. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll cover that, which is a fascinating story for us over here. Uh, it's It's been some interesting stories with CEOs in tennis of the state governing bodies, uh, not just Brett's the last few years. So, yeah, this one is a fascinating one to follow and to see where it, you know, what sort of conclusion it's going to, uh, come to, but we'll have that on the first serve amongst uh, our US Open wrap and other things uh, coming up tonight from six. Yeah, straight after Sports Day WA. Thanks for your time, uh, Brett, uh, and look forward to listening to the first serve. Good man. Thank you, Peter. Brett Phillips and the first serve, as I mentioned, follows in just a few minutes' time. Let's check some headlines before I say goodbye for Irrigear. It is here to save time and water. And Collingwood veteran still Sidebottom has come out and described teammate Braden Maynard as a hard and fair player. As we know, the defender waits to learn his fate at the AFL Tribunal tomorrow night. Maynard charged with rough conduct after his smothering attempt on Angus Brayshaw's kick.
led to a collision between the two players that left the Melbourne midfielder knocked out. Uh, Brayshaw will miss the Demons semi-final against Carlton on Friday under concussion protocols and there's no certainty to return next week if Melbourne advance. And, of course, the adjudication, they go to the tribunal about 2 o'clock our time tomorrow. So we'll have all the fallout here on Sports Day WA. And, again, congratulations to our very own Minji Lee. She held a nerve to clinch her first LPGA Tour victory in 15 months with a thrilling playoff win at the Queen City Championship in Cincinnati. Made a brilliant birdie at the second extra hole to deny England's Charlie Hull and secure her first win since claiming a second career major at the 2022 US Women's Open. Well done, Min Ji Lee from the Royal Fremantle Golf Club. That sports update thanks to Irrigear, which offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Just before I go, just reminding you that Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000 to shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance to win. TNCs do apply. Thanks for your company tonight. I'll be back again from 5 tomorrow. All the wash-up on uh, the Maynard situation. Braden Maynard, mostly people are predicting that he will be rubbed out, possibly for the entire AFL final series. But as we know, funnier things have happened at the AFL Tribunal this season. I'm wondering whether there's an interesting uh, twist come tomorrow afternoon, but we'll be right across it here on Sports Day WA. Brought to you by the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year, and our friends at Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Thanks, Asha. Thanks, Jimmy. See you tomorrow at 5.